Oh, God, I thought I was going to sneeze. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Um, I had a big, like, fucking preamble, but I really got to go to the bathroom, so I'm just going to do uh, my intro, and then uh, my recorded interview with our guest, Jared, who is a good buddy of mine. Um, his bio goes like this. Born and raised in South Florida, Jared, uh, also known as JB, so I'll be saying JB a lot. Went to Nova Southeastern University Business School before enlisting in the Navy in 2009. After seven deployments to the Middle East and Africa, he left the Navy in 2021 to create Dark Pool Coffee with two of his best friends who are also Navy veterans. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Mike, you're only friends with people who sm- who, uh, <laughs> who start small businesses um, so you can get free stuff. And the answer is yes. I can't stress enough. I enjoy free stuff. So, um, yeah, get off your asses, start f- fucking small businesses and send me free stuff and you can come on the show, too. All right, I really got to go to the bathroom. So without further ado, here is my good buddy, JB. So JB, <laughs> you need burp in this hand. So I want to start by saying, um, before we met in Special Warfare, uh, you know, I I deployed a bunch of times and I'd always see those like cool guy secret compounds within the compounds, right? And... Uh, Never in a million years did I think that what's going on inside those compounds uh, was uh, two white guys getting shit housed on bourbon listening to Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> funny enough, the guys on that deployment, um, actually, I came in back, to, I came into my office and mm-hmm. they were just kind of, I literally had my shades on. It's like, I'm sick. Went to go grab Gatorade, go back, yeah. crawl, crawl into my, my, uh, oh my, yeah, no, I don't room. know. That was a miserable day. So again, yeah. It, you know, where we were was, you know, 100 degrees at night. So, uh, fucking, I remember uh, throwing up violently, number one. And then <laughs> number two, in the morning, w- what was morning there, I went to the uh, the little galley area. And I just, there was nothing to eat. So, I just grabbed, like, a bunch of chips to go to, like, line my stomach. And then I just laid my rack. <laughs> it's just complete darkness. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely horrible. So, yeah, uh, any anybody who serves and sees the Cool Guy compound, just know there's <laughs> just, just geeks in there so, yeah, <laughs> just <yeah>. vomiting. <laughs> there's there's going to be somebody in there either recovering or about to just, exactly. yeah, get exactly. shitty. So, uh, um, but, yeah, no, that was a fun night. I remember we listened to just uh, obscure hip-hop for, like, seven straight hours and talked about women and the meaning of life and just drank a bunch of whiskey. It was, had, it was so. a lot of uh, – it went from deep conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about music, uh, my past with the music industry, um, which is very light in itself. But growing up in Miami, you you really get to uh, like uh, you're just immersed in it. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, you, I mean, like you'll you'll see Trick Daddy at a Publix or grocery store, and he just does not care. He's there. You'll see you meet so many people uh, to where they're literally in. I don't want to say in the culture, but they're they're they live there, but they're not hiding like you know some other celebrities because obviously they want their own you know, sure, space and sure. time. Um, but they're very friendly, and then you just see, everybody comes to Miami for everything. So yeah. hey, you have a concert. You have the Rock the Bells concert back in the day with Wu Tang. Everybody else coming in. Um, so you have you know um, I remember seeing uh, uh, Rakim and uh, just a few folks over at stu- Studio A, which used to be a little club downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's still there because it's been forever since I've been home. But um, <laughs> you get a lot of old school hip hop. You'll have you know Ghostface shows up. Oh wow. Um, and um, yeah, you just have a lot of folks. You know, comment Talib Kweli just. A plethora of really good lyricists 
um, and come to Miami do a show, and it's a small crowd, so it's very intimate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just that <laughs> night was, at, and it wasn't bourbon; it was actually scotch. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah that's it was right. 15-year-old right. scotch, and that was an <laughs> absolutely horrible idea. It was miserable. Um, I've never. Yeah, that, that was a horrible evening. But um, I man, had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, first off. Uh, introduce yourself to those who don't know. Uh, obviously, we're launching right into story time, which we need to scale that back because people don't know you. Yeah, so, um, so obviously, we met, we served together, um, and then uh, you've now moved to the greater Texas area. So you're able to do the show. Thanks again for coming. And uh, for those who don't know, who is who is JB? Um, so uh, JB, I grew up in Miami and uh, joined the Navy uh, after college uh, for a few years when mm-hmm. I was probably no, I, was, I think I joined when I was like 19. Mm-hmm. Um, had a few years with the, my first two years with the Marine Corps and then um, went overseas to uh, Bahrain for a little bit. But uh, just a Navy dude and then turned into kind of segued while I was in the service with actually one of the other co-founders of uh, Dark Pool. Um, got into finance. Mm-hmm. And so being in Bahrain, you know, if you're a brand new E4 making all this tax free money. Yeah. And you're like, man, what do I do with it? And you're like, well, there's that side of like, I'm going to blow every single dollar. And then, uh, hey, how do I like make sure my my life is secure later on? Sure. Which uh, you know that year is a is a blur, as any <laughs> uh, brand new E four in any branch goes overseas for the first time and gets a, a tax free check. Yeah, yeah. But oh, um, yeah, did uh, twelve years in service um, and um, still part time in it, and then I'll, I'll be done. Um, but uh, twelve years active duty, got out, and uh, so essentially with meeting my my one of my best friends mm-hmm. uh, in Bahrain, um, he did a lot of finance. And uh, just giving me books, like a mentor, just giving me books. Hey, man, read this, read that. And that just escalated through the years. We got closer and closer. Um, and so we said, hey, man, let's try to do something within the finance world. Mm-hmm. But we also got into the coffee space. You know, we're all bourbon guys. We're all cigar guys. Uh, but the coffee thing was was really big for me a few years later, mm-hmm. deploying and just seeing, you know, hey, we get a pallet on the flight line. And you're like, oh, great. Like, xyz whatever coffee company and you're like i don't want to drink any of this right you know galley coffee or you know instant coffee from your mre (laughs) and so over the years it just escalated to like how do we actually you know cliche right oh veteran coffee company right but how do we get actual quality and small batch coffee to folks um to where it is literally legitimately roast to order or it's within a week or two of being roasted yeah and that's what we wanted to do so um on our deployment um you know, I was ordering coffee from neighboring countries and trying to figure out people. I know there was one guy in Kenya um, who, you know, right around the, not right around the corner, but in, in the, in the AOR. Mm. And I'm like, all right, how do I get this in here? How do I get this guy's coffee? That guy? And just trying different things and really trying to expand on like, dude, you're working so much. And granted, hey, we can chug rippets <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. hey, man, let me have coffee instead of just, you know, sugar water. However, I love rippets. Don't get me wrong. Love them <laughs> to death, man. And if, if anybody has a hookup, please let me know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't I know. Do if it, I see it's fascinating about the Rippets Corporation. It's like uh, the official energy drink of war. Um, I don't know if it's a dying company or a thriving company. So I'm, I'm I'll, pretty I'll, sure their their DOD contracts keep them well fed. <laughs> but uh, if anybody has some blue sugar-free ones, let me know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, tiny ones are best. Uh, so. Uh, so to backtrack a little yep. bit, um, I remember you came to me, we were still obviously serving together and you were like, uh, I have an idea. Right. And then you kind of made the same joke and you're like cliche coffee company, which is every vet starts a coffee company. But you were like, I want to, uh, like take my love of coffee and finance and bourbon and all these like niche things that are like enjoyable to you and roll it into one. And, uh, at the time it, 
I was like, everybody says, it. you know what I mean? Uh, we were just talking about this earlier. Like everybody has an idea. Nobody follows through. Nobody wants to help and blah, blah, blah. But it seems like you guys, you guys have pretty much launched already. Um, you're like, you're out there, you're moving, you're shaking. Uh, how did, how are you able to contain all three of those things? Cause it looks like you've had a really good balance of those things. Uh, how, how do you, how can you explain that to people who don't really know anything about either of those things? So yeah, the, the initial idea was, um, you know, there's uh, three of us, you know, there's three co-founders, mm-hmm. um, best friend and, and, and um, you know, his, his sibling, his brother, and we're just awesome friends, man. We've known each other, honestly, since I think, man, I don't know, 2009. Right. Um, and it's just, it's family and we trust each other and we say, hey, man, how, again, how do we, you know, bring this to light? So we had an idea initially, we all got into finance um, and from that piece, we're like, all right, man, this it actually, the amount of money that you need to start your own investment firm or anything like that is ridiculous. There's a lot mm-hmm. of red tape, but it's us, it's there for a reason. So we said, all right, well, how do we segue that to things that we love? Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, well, we'll start with coffee, and then we can move into, you know, hey, we want to get into other aspects and bring it together. Because the biggest thing for me with the coffee or the bourbon or any of that is mm-hmm. the memory. Like, when you're hanging with a good friend, you're hanging with family, the memories of, hey, I remember this amazing cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I remember, hey, I had this really good glass of bourbon. Or, hey, we had a going away, and I remember this guy handed out cigars or at a wedding or whatever, um, you know, those memories is what draw me to it. But I was like, man, I want really good quality. Mm -hmm. And so I went on a search for about two years of trying to find the right coffee roaster. And so we said, no, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And, you know, we had some uh, initial issues of, hey, you're just trying to find somebody who roasts it well. And we were able to find a local roaster within Texas that has that finesse. Also another veteran, uh, army veteran. Mm -hmm. And just the, the initial speaking with them. So we came up with the recipe with our coffee um, they showed us what was available, how we can do it. We came up with the ratios and then they roasted it to perfection for us, which created our two blends. So if you go on uh, darkpool.com or Instagram, um, on darkpool coffee, you'll see our muse blend, which is our medium roast. And then you'll see the gambit blend, which is our dark roast. Um, but we didn't want any, that bitterness, that acidity, just a smooth, great tasting cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and the niche too is like most, uh, I don't know, most roasters, when they do a blend, they'll, you know, they'll roast each individual origin or country, and then they'll mix them together, which is one way of doing it. But our roaster does it all at once. So all of the right. green beans from all the countries is all, you know, mixed together immediately. Um, and it's all hand done. I mean, there's some computer involved watching the heat and the rise and the fall of how to roast coffee. Um, but it's just uh, the attention to detail, um, like to, to, to really roast that well and get all the flavors that you can extract. Uh, like I see, you know, I think we're drinking our uh, we're drinking the medium roast right now, which yeah, is uh, it's very good. Uh, Peruvian um, and some Guatemalan in there, mm-hmm. and um, it just brings you that like earthy tones, a little bit of nutty, some some chocolate, uh, and it just that smooth cup in the morning or that smell, the sensory thing is. Yeah, yeah. If you go on our page or on our website and you look at any of the coffee, you'll see our descriptions, and we talk about all the origins of the coffee, where it came from. We can talk to our roaster and tell you what farm it came from or mm-hmm. where they imported it from. Yeah. So to build that connection, and that's why it was things like, hey, we're going to do, do it right and make sure that there's quality. Um, and that was the whole point. And so that's why it took us so long. I remember dropping coffee to everybody um, at our you know last uh, place of work. And right, like, right. You know what I mean? Trying to be like, hey, try this, try this. And everybody's yeah, like, dude, yeah. what is this? I don't even know coffee. I'm like, hey, because I want to get folks that aren't coffee snobs yeah. to enjoy. And that's what we're trying to do is introduce good quality. Um, and you know, there's great coffee everywhere. There's plenty of good companies that do good coffee, but we're Mm -hmm. like, how do we do this in our own way? And then also slowly introduce education. So I think one of our last posts we just did on our reels was about cold brew. 
Yeah. How do you actually do cold brew? How does it extract versus iced coffee? Is it flash brewed and then dumped with ice in it? Is it, you know, how, how am I supposed to do cold brew? What's the, the rhyme or reason to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for instance, our dark roast, you know, that in cold brew is like drinking sweet tea yeah. with coffee. And it's absolutely amazing. No acidity. Um, and, and obviously, I'm just rambling. But it, yeah. that, that's literally <laughs> like the passion. Like the passion. And you're so excited because we've tried over and over and over with multiple roasters. And we finally figured it out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, finally get to launch. And the other thing is getting things made in America. Yeah. Everything's done in Texas. Okay. Um, you know, our roasters in Texas. Um, obviously the coffee doesn't grow in Texas yet, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, we are, our shirts for the most part, we try to get things that are made in America, mm-hmm. um, and made within Texas. Um, and that was kind of like the quality piece of how we wanted to do this. Gotcha. And, yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I just being friends with JB for years, it's hard to cut him off when he starts talking. <laughs> um, but no, no, it's all good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, apologies. I, no, 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 you're good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say it was funny watching you kind of formulate this idea in real time when we were serving together because you would literally, like, we'd be forward somewhere, we'd have a few hours, we'd fuck around, uh, you'd talk about your vision and your goals and stuff like that, and then we'd get back, you know, uh, stateside, and then you would just pop in my office with, like, a bag of ground coffee and be like, hey, try this shit. I'm just, <laughs> it's like a drug deal. Like, you would just pop in and be like, hey, put this in your body right now. <laughs> was, oh, okay. Um, but no, it's it's been really cool to see, man. Uh, a big thing I want to say is, like, your labeling. I think... Um, in the day and age where exactly uh, where everything's, you know, guns and women's and coffee. And so, and that, I mean, that market's been crushed to death. Right. And, you know, the big brands, we don't even need to mention, but you listening, you already know who we're talking about. Right. Um, They've really cornered the market with the whole veteran coffee thing. But I like your guys's thing because it is your own lane, number one, but also I'm a big fan of minimalist stuff. So like your logo, uh, for those who don't know, kind of explain that because I'm a big fan of your logo. Yeah, so um, it's actually uh, the other co-founder came up uh, with the logo. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the world of finance, so in the world of finance, a dark pool is just another exchange on how to get your um, shares if Mm -hmm. you're buying or selling, trying to get them through another vessel or avenue. Um, but it's not going to be seen on the main market. So that f- gives you your edge, right? So if you're trying to move a large size uh, of buying or selling a company or whatever you're doing, and you're going to move it through one exchange, a dark pool is a, is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. But our logo has Mercury, which is the Roman god of uh, commerce and finance. Mm. Um, he has some other things that he does, but we he was like, hey, man, this is perfect. And we said, all right, well, he has a scepter in his hand initially, and we're like, cool. Well, let's put a cup of coffee in his hand, see what it, sees, it looks like. <laughs> and it just, it, it meshed so well. Yeah. And the design is actually done by the uh, CEO and co-founder. His wife um, actually had to do a stamp and she like did this inverse and just drew it on a top of a cake box and uh, did it by hand. Oh, and she's cool. like, hey, what do yeah. you think about this? She screenshotted, I think, sent it to us. And we're like trying to find an, uh, a digital artist to really define our logo. And she made it so edgy. And so do, uh, well done. We're yeah. like, this is it. We're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to her. Can't thank her enough. Yeah. And really great. created that logo just to give it that, that edgy piece. And that's why I was like, hey, you know, a different logo. You know, like you're saying, hey, how do we di- separate ourselves from everybody else? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, what it is, man. Dark Pool is all about finding that edge, giving you your edge through really good quality coffee um, and finding other unique products that we can uh, give to folks. Um, as far as like our single packs, you know, everybody yeah, yeah. does uh, the K-Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a uh, process uh, with um, a really good company out of California. Um, they're steeped coffee bags. So it's like a French press in a bag. It's just like a tea bag. Mm-hmm. But um, they're triple nitrogen flushed and they have a long shelf life. So I believe it's eight to nine months. Um, but 
if you're in the field, you're on a ship, you're on a plane, you're doing, you know, hey, you're on a plane and you just want a good coffee, you pull this out of your bag, um, boom, you have fr- like a French press coffee right then and there. And we I have it in that, our both yeah. blends. And um, it just became simple. It was something different to where like, oh man, how's this work? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, you're in the field, boom. You don't have that instant coffee. You know right. what I mean? Out of the MRE, you want something solid. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we're just trying to do slowly do different things and try to get things made in America, which is very difficult. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just beginning, man. We just launched uh, August 1st. Okay, and yeah. the, the support has been phenomenal. Good, uh, man. Friends, good. family, and then, you know, ever, the other people hearing about it, like, what is this? Who are yeah. you? And it's just an introduction of, like, hey, what we do, who we are, um, and what we represent. And okay. um, it's just trying to educate people. Okay. No, I like that. So so we pitched the brand, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's part one of yeah, two yeah. here, right? Uh, obviously, Dark Pool Coffees, who we're talking, co-founder. Uh, but uh, let's let's find out more about you, huh? <laughs> so the people, let's be real. Uh, when it comes to podcasting, people love a good brand shout out and a good you know elevator pitch, but they want to know the person. If pers- if people are gonna buy your fucking coffee, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, need yeah. to know you're a good dude. Why? Yeah, you? why? Why the fuck? Yeah, I don't know you. so yeah. <laughs> explain yourself. So pretty much. So if I had to package JB, so what? It's funny. It's almost. Uh, Cliche. So I have a, a few Jewish friends, right? <laughs> and uh, members of the tribe. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Out, but yeah. I will say the two kind of, I don't even know if they're mainstream stereotypes about Jewish people, but the love of basketball and hip hop <laughs> is prevalent. <laughs> and I, it's, I feel like those are stereotypes <laughs> that Jews don't get enough. <laughs> so you say, so as, as yeah, becoming yeah. friends, you talked yeah. about you're in the music industry and stuff. And you're like, oh yeah, I was like in the hip hop game. Yeah. And so explain how you got into that. I think it's just such a funny story. So, so uh, I think uh, most people um, in high school have one kid or the kid mm-hmm. who is always trying to hustle something or sell something. Sure. So if on the weekend, if I, I mean, I, you know, some people grew up with a, an allowance. No, I, that was not a thing in our, my household. <laughs> so it was, hey, man, um, you know, hey, cut grass. Uh, growing up in Florida, hey, you know, hurricane's coming. Hurricane season, man, put a help put up shutters. Yeah. Um, and in school, I was like, okay, you know, I went to Costco one day or BJ's or Sam's Club, whatever it was. And uh, I was like, oh, man, candy would be a good thing. Maybe I should try selling candy. Mm-hmm. And clearly due to inflation and a decade <laughs> later, you know, you could buy like um, – a 30 bars of candy for 10 bucks for 9.99 at yeah. Costco. So I'd buy three um three boxes. So mm-hmm. hey man, t- I spent 30 bucks, you know, but I'm selling everything for a dollar. I got 90 bars, cool. I'm grossing 90 net and si- you know, going through that motions. And then I because I did love music, I grew mm-hmm. up listening to classic rock with my dad. Um and then all music. I mean, every Sunday in our house was classical music. Yeah, yeah. Until football. Oh, interesting. It, yeah, so so my stepdad was just Hey man, um Classical music, breakfast, then football. It was like we're watching the Dolphins play, but this is our routine. Well, that well, I, as <laughs> if you were a Dolphins fan, you definitely yeah. need to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, screaming and hating yourself. Like, pretty <laughs> got upset the rest of the day. Yeah, it's just. I mean, if you're if you're a Texan, you know, hey, you're yeah, yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. This is our year. Yeah, every every team has their year. Uh, I will say, Dolphins looking good this year. <laughs> Throwing out. The, I mean, the Colts are going to go undefeated win the Super Bowl. But I, I've had enough heart yeah. attacks. So I'm done. Like, I don't. Dolphins I don't, looking decent this year. Um, but the music thing was weird because actually, I met a few kids in high school that were doing music, mm-hmm. and my brain immediately went to, "Well, we can sell mixtapes." Okay. So how do we sell mixtapes? And right. then growing up, a brother's friend of mine uh, actually did music, and he was a producer. Um, he did a lot of. Um, I don't want to give him the the wrong genre, but he did a lot of different, like back in the day, EDM. Uh, just different types of music before it was super popular. Like I think when like 
was it uh, Darude Sandstorm? Yeah, 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 super yeah. popular. Yeah. Like he's in that niche, but it was a different, uh, a little grungier, a little different, uh, edgier style. Okay, but he had a recording studio. Oh, nice. And so, I had a, had a met a, one of these kids in high school, and he was rapping. He was doing his thing, and then we just started having rap battles at lunch. <laughs> and so I'm literally like selling candy, <laughs> trying to hustle candy. And I was like, "Hey, man, do you have a manager?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. There you, know? you go. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Well, hey, man, if we go to." You know, you go to Best Buy back in the day. Hey, buy. Okay, what is the cost of the CDs? What is the cost of recording? What is the cost mm. of the cases and then the the um, uh, what you call it? The flyer on the inside. You know what I mean? The pamphlets. Right. How do we do this? And so we started going to rap battles, and then he would just battle. And mm-hmm. then I started writing music. Um, I started writing music for a few artists, uh, just doing hooks okay. and choruses, and it escalated. And then we created our own brand. Mm-hmm. Um, which I will not reference in here, just because <laughs> yeah, it's so old. Uh, and, and so I, I, I do remember during Scotch Night you showing me a video that you are in, and I was like, "Oh, young JB, I love it." I won't yeah. say it out loud, yeah, yeah, but it was uh, it was quite the sight to behold. So if you're someone, um, so you said you're more of a hook guy, more of a uh, a beats guy, probably. Do you do you think now you could spit like a clean fifteen if I gave you a beat? Oh, you mean a sixteen? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want fifteen. Oh, you want fifteen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. How yeah. dare you? Get, get you how, no. Where are the bars at? Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's been forever. <laughs> I remember actually in like boot camp, and then actually like my yeah. first two years, uh, other people that are trying to oh I'm gonna get out and rap. You're like cool, bro, and yeah, I yeah. show up, and they're like, why is this kid rapping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this makes no sense. Um, but actually, just the same thing, man. The love of coffee and the other yeah. loves that I have, the love of music was a uh, music is still one, one of my muse. You know, of course, pun intended. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, that escalated into the music industry, and then we started seeing parts of the music in- industry that I did not like, and everything is a, is a partnership, and, and you have to work together, mm-hmm. and it was all about uh, specific artists were me, 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 me. Of course. It's like, well, hey, man, when you go to a recording studio, the lights have to be turned on, the engineer needs to get paid, the producer needs to get paid, um, and you think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a millionaire. Like, okay, well, of you're course, not there yeah. yet, Yeah, yeah. so you need to pay for studio time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you don't even have a car. I'm driving you to the <laughs> studio because I believe in you. Um, and so that brand, uh, disbanded after I joined the military yeah, after yeah. trying to go to college for a few years, mm-hmm. um, which skipping my business going to business school, skipped my business classes <laughs> to go work in the studio in, in, uh, in that, little Haiti in Miami. Hey, that's fucking business. All right. And, um, <laughs> and dude, there's, if I could find it, it was such a long time ago, but, um, but yeah, man, it's, it, so the basketball thing, not, a, I'm not a basketball fan, but the mm. music is, th- I remember I was talking about music and yeah. you're like, why? Yeah. Do every why is everyone of your <laughs> faith I understand didn't say, I didn't music? Say it, like that. <laughs> it was it was a lot cleaner and nicer. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> it was a lot nicer. But um, um, but yeah, no, it's yeah. just it is so funny that out of all the stereotypes of anybody, right? I feel like the Jews are missed out on two of their cooler ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is funny. Like I know a lot of Jewish guys that are just absolute hip hop heads, and not like oh, I'm a fan of the genre, but they are like truly like immersed in the culture. History. Yeah, history, history. buffs. Yeah, I tell you, like, on the way here, I was listening to Big L. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. they're like, and there was you know Tupac, Biggie, which hey, you know, give them their their graces. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, it, Big L is just a different lane. Of yeah. that grungy New York style that helped all these other. I mean, I think on his, one of his albums, you have fat, like a young Fat Joe on right. a verse on one of his songs. Yeah, and you're like, you hear Fat Joe now, and then you're like, bro, like I want 20 years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, just listening to. And the cool thing is that you get that love of music for um, the ones that don't get as many props, mm-hmm. uh, or as other show people that you know want to really give people their their due. But it's when you find those rough edges of those people, and you just it's. They make it because they love it, yeah. And they make it because they want to give it out to people who love it, and whether it gets to a million people or a thousand people, and that was the the you know we want to get our brand out to everybody, um, you know, because initially the Darkpool brand was is, the Darkpool brand is literally made for anyone who's an entrepreneur, 
mm. and wants to go out and, and find their own pathway and do things on their own because when you're starting to get out of the service, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to live in a van down by the river. Of course. You know yeah, what I mean? You're course, not going to yeah. do this. You're not, and I will say it was 50-50. I had a lot of support. Mm-hmm. And then also, oh, you're going to give up your pension? I was like, well, yeah. I'm taking the risk-reward. I can get out and come back in. Right. You know, like there are options, but the the bubble that is insulated service members and we're like, you know what, let's figure this out. Let's do it right. And we did it through the years while we were all in. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, we, we had so many different jobs um, as far as the, the other co-founder, like we were never home. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, trying to do a Skype call or a Facebook call while we were deployed, trying to have meetings of like, hey, man, how do we set up this LLC? How do we do this? How do we do that? Um, and just literally, okay, hey, man, I'm going to be gone for X amount of days. How do we do this? And yeah. just communicating. Good. And so we want to tell people like through the love of coffee right now, you can go out and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is just put in the work, figure it out. And it doesn't come in with, uh, it is not easy. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what they teach you in business school is not going to be taught or, or the things that you're going to encounter is not was what you're going to be taught in school. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, but I will give a, a good shout out to the Texas veterans commission. Okay. Um, they verified us and they are phenomenal individuals. Um, and they have a plethora of information for people that want to start businesses or just in veterans. If you are in Texas, like mm-hmm. that is their job and their mission. Oh, interesting. Um, and you know, they have, they were a, a phenomenal help. Um, so it, it's a, it's a really weird uh, way, but we initially, like I said, wanted to do through finance mm-hmm. and then we s- kind of branch it out to just anybody that wants to pave their own path. Yeah. And we want to do it through the dark pool through the, uh, that exchange, you mm. know, find your edge. And we want people to find their edge through phenomenal coffee because that's the first, most people who are coffee heads, that's your first go. You don't even drink water. You wake up, coffee. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. You know, whether you're who doing... Who drinks water? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, so, okay, so um, I want to hit on the finance thing a little bit because that is a world <laughs> I am not accustomed <laughs> to. We were talking before we started recording that my... Uh, are you saving money, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm doing just fine. I have <laughs> the, uh, the old office joke. I literally have hundreds of dollars. I'm fine. Uh, but uh, so it would be interesting if you could like take this seat and interview. I was telling you uh, of a friend of a friend knows the CEO of GameStop at the mm. time of that whole thing. Well, how would you conduct that? Like pretend I'm that guy, right? I, again, I know nothing of finance. I knew the GameStop thing from Reddit, right? Yeah. I, I just knew that it was just a bunch of finance bros just fucking sticking it to the man, essentially. Um, but how would you how would you go about interviewing somebody who is the CEO of that? So I'm the CEO of GameStop. Hey JB, what's up? You fuck. I assume he's rude. I don't know. <laughs> what's up, you fucking loser? <laughs> so how would um, you how would you conduct that interview? Honestly, I have no idea. How oh, that okay. Yeah. No, no. I mean that that whole um, you know the the that whole piece and other companies that were getting you know just I mean ridiculous returns with mm-hmm. that, and it is kind of interesting. But it shows you what happens when you know people come together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you're just like, you get a ridiculously unexpected result yeah. um, because everybody's always trying to, th- you know, destroy that pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing that I would say is, as far as the finance, like asking, <laughs> we're walking to, to uh, what was it, H- HQ, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, you say, you're like, oh, I got this, I got this. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. we need to have a conversation. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I'll say yeah. it. I, at the time, I, I don't know. I I have I have a savings and there's nothing in it. Except it's not in the savings. It's not in the savings. No, but I just like, yeah, I was just talking to JB and I was like, uh, he, he's like, how are your finances? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I have like 20K in checking. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Is this with a fucking piggy bank? And I was like, oh, is that bad? I don't know. Which, the most cliche thing, if you're uh, you were in the Navy, yeah. um, you know what a, a CFS is. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. financial counselor, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like the immediate in my office of like, hey, you know who'd be great for this job? 
and I didn't even go to the the, the course, right? So they just like dubbed it. So yeah, if your yeah. paperwork is signed by me, I apologize. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they were like, ah, yeah, but you're good. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you're natural. I was like, ah, I don't yeah. know if I'm offended or I should be <laughs> yeah. like happy. What do you mean by what that? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but it was um honestly, but it's honestly like you do that for people that you care about. You know, like, hey yeah, man, good, like because yeah. dude, people get out and they blow through their money. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I guess I could take take it down this lane if you were going to give financial advice for somebody who's done, you know. We won't say 20 years. Let's say yeah. like, you know, 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Out. The yeah. majority maybe have, you know, like the 20K in checking or whatever, yeah, yeah. and they have no idea what to do with it. What would your best advice be? Uh, so there are, so it, it gets a little uh, touchy sure, um, when sure, you're sure. trying to explain certain things. So I'm not a, uh, in the finance world, I'm not a fiduciary. I'm not their oh, right, investment yeah, yeah. advisor or, you know, want to give them. What I will say is that there are multiple avenues. Mm-hmm. So obviously in the military, hey, they give you a TSP. You can you know, yes. put money into that. There's a bunch of different funds. I would say look into that a little bit more. Mm. If you can research, what I would say is like look at things that you like and things that you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in something, it's easier for you to understand that thing. So, hey, Mike loves podcasting. Is there a company that does <laughs> podcasting that I could invest in that's a public company? Right. Or just drive down the road and literally look at signs at buildings. You know, hey, you like this brand. Is that brand a public company? Mm-hmm. Look at them. You know, can I invest in that company? Can I buy shares of the company? And do your do your own research and due diligence and think, is this a good investment where I should put my money? If you were a first-time investor in, like, a major thing, right, mm-hmm. how much would you suggest putting in? Say, like, I, just so that, and that like gets Nike, it, right? Like, I was like, yeah. I love Nike. Like yeah. I'm going to put money into Nike stock. Yeah. How much should I go in whatever you're willing what what you're going to risk uh, what you're willing to lose yeah yeah so the same as gambling yeah. interesting yeah <laughs> so it, it, but there and that's what I'm saying to like do your research there are other ways to figure out if something is nothing is a safe bet sure of course but of it course. is a, there is a way to mitigate your risk and so if you do enough research and um you know, look into something. And that's why I'm like, you know, kind of walking on eggshells here to give advice. Yeah, no, again, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I would say like people in the military, like, so my last three and a half years, I put half of my paycheck away and lived like an E3. Yeah, yeah. And because I was like, I'm getting out. I'm not going to have a job. I have no idea, you know, what's going to happen with uh, VA services, obviously mm-hmm. with my, con- my condition um, and all that. And, and just, but and, and, and save save your money and it gives you that cushion, right? So if you're used to living in a certain lifestyle or a mm-hmm. certain amount a month figure out how you can live on half of that and put your money away which okay. is what you tell guys that are on deployment you know and they're just blowing their money you know and the amount of amazon packages coming off a of c-130 or c-17 oh, yeah, you're like bro yeah. what are you doing like, yeah, oh, yeah. I got, why do you need like why are you first of all you why did you order a drone you can't fly it here <laughs> like and then if i see you flying it here now i'm gonna be upset i'm gonna crush this thing yeah well i can't see well you i know. can't be too mad because the amount of times i've uh just been on deployment been like you know what i need versace sheets <laughs> <laughs> for my one bedroom it, apartment yeah. yeah or you need it for your deployment hey does yeah, this exactly. come in a twin xl <laughs> you know can i get gucci and versace seat <laughs> they're comfy then, they are nice sheets <laughs> for some reason some dudes inspecting like why like yeah. bro, what is this like am i a little in a louis vuitton store like this is this is ghetto but this is as you say gucci oh yeah 100 um, yeah but to, to tell people if they're getting out, um, don't listen to the naysayers. Mm. Save your money, uh, but have a plan. And that's why. And, and I appreciate you like that. Like talking about this and then making it come to life has been mm-hmm. like it's real now. And I still am like I don't. Need, I still feel like I have so much work to do. Sure. Um, but the fact that it's a thing and people can actually taste the product, see the product, order the product, mm-hmm. uh, and then get the feedback's been phenomenal. Um, but for those who are thinking about getting out and doing something on your own have a plan, like legitimately look it out, do the boots to business program. Yep. Um, talk to people who are out um, and don't rely on your GI bill and don't rely on it because <laughs> you're going to blow. Th- if you're not 
good at setting a budget. And that's the biggest thing, man. Set mm-hmm. a budget and what your mo- what you can. The thing is that people want the fancy car and house before they're willing to just live in a one bedroom apartment for two to three years. Oh yeah, yeah. You know they want all the fancy stuff now, mm-hmm. and you know I sold my house, I paid off all my debt, I sold almost everything I had, I packed up my truck, and I yeah. I drove, I left Virginia Beach. And, and drove out to Texas mm-hmm. and actually didn't even end up living in Texas. I ended up living in a few other spots yeah. prior to getting there and trying to make this come to life. And having that cushion of money mm-hmm. was the biggest, uh, you know, obviously terminal leave, so you're still getting paid, yep. um, which uh, shout out to the admin office who also screwed up my last paycheck, <laughs> even though they said I was good. And uh, I got some uh, hate mail from they, uh, DFAST. They try. They try. <laughs> they tried and failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but... Um, but yeah, just having that cushion gives you that time to really assess what you're going to do. But coming up with a game plan and write it down. Mm-hmm. And then from those steps, hey, I achieved goal one or goal two or goal three. And stop trying to get to the end result immediately. Like just, hey, goal one, goal two. Mm-hmm. Things that are like, okay, solidified. And you're like, okay, I have made it here. Next step. I've made it here. Next step. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you're working out. Hey, man, I need. I want to get bigger PR or faster run times. Okay, yeah. well, I want to get down to, you know, whatever. You know, I want a 930 mile and a half. Okay, cool. All right, well. Hey, you're running a 1030. Hey, the next time you ran, you did 10 flat. Booking it, bro. Good. Mm-hmm. Check that mark off and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but the military is just so, I don't want to say institutionalized, but... Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, I will segue <laughs> to we are because at Midrats, yeah. <laughs> you get the horrible... Uh, this is just, it's just a good story, and yeah, it shows yeah. you we're institutionalized. But yeah. uh, if you get the horrible French toast yeah, yeah. with the wannabe bacon, yep. but you spread peanut butter on the French toast, then add bacon, then dunking it into the maple syrup, oh, and you okay. have an amazing breakfast taco. Hey, there you go. Because um, Midrats was life. Midrats, it, it Mid-rats definitely was. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't. I had I, the most irregular sleep schedule just so I would make Midrats yeah, there, 100%. For whatever reason, if you actually got breakfast, you were a weirdo because nobody got That's true. Yeah, why the fuck would job. you wake up and get breakfast? That's weird. Yeah, I but, agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Random uh, yeah, institutionalized. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, no. By the way, yeah. um, breakfast tacos, if you make them yourself, <laughs> and there's no eggs. So, But uh, but uh, welcome to Texas where everything is chorizo and it's phenomenal. Breakfast burritos yeah. are amazing. Yeah, but, um, true, yeah. but back to the, you know, hey, build a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, make a plan, stick to it, um, save your money. But if you're going to invest, like I said, find things that you're interested in, invest in those, in, in those things, do your research, mm-hmm. um, and what money you're willing to risk. So I will say... Save up enough money until you realize that you have enough to jump ship. Mm. And that was the hardest thing because they were, when, uh, I don't want to say injured, but when I got diagnosed with my my condition, Mm -hmm. um, a super rare genetic condition, and they were just like, you can't be in the Navy no more. And I'm like, well, I was planning on getting out, but now I'm freaking out. I'm going to get med boarded. I'm going to do this or that. And none of that happened. And I will give a shout out to the uh, SOCAM SOCAM, uh, Wounded Warrior Foundation, Mm -hmm. or the Care Coalition, sorry, Care Coalition. Uh, took care of me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, nothing is a guarantee. And so when the Navy, it, it put, I think that pressure applied to, that when you're applying that amount of pressure telling an individual, hey man, you're getting a med board, you're getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I didn't even save half of 50% of what I needed. Mm-hmm. How, do I, how do I now accelerate this? Um, that pressure put me into a position of, okay, now's the time to really you know, stick to my guns and what I need to do. Uh, and that helped me of putting the money away, building that cushion. And now it's like, okay, well, if you have X years amount of salary put away, mm-hmm. well, you can survive. You know what I mean? You don't need extravagant dinner. Hey, man, go to go to a grocery store, buy what you need. You know, yeah. hey, if it's chicken and rice, it's chicken and rice. Yeah. Suck, suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Oh, you can't buy your, your favorite, you know, sugary beverage. Drink the water out of the tap. Deal uh, with it. Oh, my God. Uh, but people aren't willing to make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And that's the 
the I don't want to say the difference maker, but um, it is, I mean, but it is. Yeah, this is yeah. the sacrifice you need to make yeah. to build your plan and your exit strategy. And um, you know, nothing harsh on the military. I had an amazing time, and I had a really weird career to where I went to a lot of weird places. Uh, yeah, yeah. Similar to you, my first two years yeah. was was with the Marine Corps, yeah. and I showed up. They're like, "Welcome to the Marine Corps." I was like, "My shirt says Navy," <laughs> and I'm getting yelled at by a gunnery sergeant. I'm Help super confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're like, "Okay, uh, big map, right? Weapons of opportunity. Right. Why is there OC sprayed in my helmet? <laughs> Why are we in a swamp? Like everything hurts." Um, but uh, I, ha- I have no no uh, ill will towards my my career or doing anything. But Good. on the setup on the way out, man. You're going to get those naysayers, and you're going to get the people that tell you it's not going to work, it's not going to yeah. happen. But what's funny is I remember speaking to a master chief and uh, I think a captain, maybe a commander mm-hmm. um, of uh, EOD. Yeah. And uh, they were, you know, somebody's coming in, they're showing the ropes, and they're like, uh, what's your plan? I remember my master chief's like, oh, he's got a 10-year plan. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. And I explained my vision to these two dudes, uh, and they're doing their thing. Like, are you going to do that here in Virginia? I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go to Texas. And they're like, mm. Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're like, man, that sounds great. And they're like, I kind of want to retire already. That sounds like good plan. <laughs> and you're like, bro, like, you make 15 times the amount oh, of money yeah, that I'm making here. Yeah. You know, and and so, but that when you explain that to folks and you see that uh, little twinkle in their eye, like, mm-hmm. hey, man, it sounds like a good plan of people who are well established. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you like, okay, I think I'm on the right path. And even when you get out, everything's gonna fall to shit. Of I course, promise you. Of course, yeah. nothing is going to go to plan. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that we planned was like, oh, we're doing this on this day. Yeah. Negative. Nope. That's not happening. We wanted to launch that, you know, I think we wanted to launch in June or July. No, we launched in August. Um, So that honestly, man, it it comes to your, your willpower Mm. and how to truly, um, you know, put that pen to paper Mm -hmm. and stick to it. And it's, and don't get so frustrated when things don't go your way because it's not going to happen the way you want it to, nor will the plan uh, happen the way, way exactly you planned it out. But we are fortunate to find people that uh, support us and uh, have supported me. And, I mean, the other co-founders, um, dude, we're, we're, we're family. And that's the yeah. other thing, man. And, and we're just good people, genuine people in your corner. Um, I mean, hell, man, met you years yeah. ago, right? <laughs> and here we are. We're in the same state. That's true. Like, hey, man, what are you doing? And you're like, okay, well, this is a long – it's a little bit, bit of a drive, but yeah. I'm going to come make that drive. I mean, yeah, you yeah. swung up and uh, to meet another – Co-friend, uh, mm-hmm. co-friend, co-friend, uh, mutual friend. <laughs> uh, shout out to you, uh, yeah, yeah. buddy. But um, <laughs> he hey, yeah. yeah, grabbing a beer yeah, yeah. and hanging out, and then you disappear, do as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I will say though, uh, Mike does love uh, if you see him out in public. Mike loves hugs. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna wrap up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, don't touch yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, man. Yeah. I yeah, I, all that was uh, it, it sound advice. Not only because it's. Um, it's not coming from somebody who's just read that off a sheet, right? You've yeah. lived there, been there, done that. And, uh, no, I, I think it's great that you're willing to still give back, not only to the community, but to, you know, everybody who wants to listen and learn. So I appreciate it. Um, that's pretty much all I got for you, man. So <laughs> Dark Pool Coffee, uh, anything else you want to plug? Um, no, man, just, uh, you know, if you're interested, hey, head over head over to darkpoolcoffee.com. Um, you know, Google us, you find us on uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook shop, um, our Instagram is up, mm-hmm. um, you find us on Instagram, you want to follow us there, you can watch some of our reels, um, and, um, you know, you're not going to find the normal, we do use a lot of uh, funny audio, sure, sure. just because we, we want to kind of, hey, be real, and, and you know, yeah, yeah. it's not so strict. But, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's growing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's growing, uh, and we're excited, man, and I greatly appreciate the opportunity to of come course, on bro. and chit-chat and catch up. Well, so. I, can, I can honestly say, hang on. <laughs> 
the coffee is good. Um, so yeah, JB, brother, I love you. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Dark Pool Coffee is the brand. Go ahead and check it out. And yeah, I appreciate y'all listening. So as always, stand by for more.